Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play D&D 5e adventure where we play the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. I am Thomas, your DM for this adventure. We have Malamara, Lansthane, and Fleeple. Last we left our adventurers. They were setting forth a plan in motion, discussing with orcs, talking with kobolds, sneaking around, trying to suss out people that could help them bring down this camp, a way to get the prisoners out of the camp. A discussion with Leosin brought up the possibility of scaling the walls to escape, also the possibility of bringing down the guard tower in the front. What will happen in this week's episode, we're going to find out right now. So, from what I understand... Malamara, Lance, you are sleeping. But Fleeple, you made the decision to go to the Cobalt camp, correct? Correct. Okay. What would you like to do? What is your goal? As I find myself amongst the Cobalts, I'm going to try and find the original group that I'd been talking to. Okay. And I'm especially going to see if I can find... <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with this, Thomas. <laughs> I was going to say, it's easy enough. Just looking for the Cobalt with six teeth missing. <laughs> yep. He's, he's just like... <laughs> He's just drinking. Everyone's chewing meat, and he's the one with soup. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Everybody's chewing their soup, and he's, like, sipping this broth and, like, occasionally gumming some of this meat with an occasional tooth, cutting it up. And as you walk up, he goes, Hey, it's that cobalt earlier that was talking to us. And I uh, sit down next to him, and I go, Yeah, that's, uh... That's right, my friend. It's good to be back amongst my peers. Well, hey, it's good to see you. <laughs> oh my god! All right. <laughs> the other uh, actual leader of the the camping goes, "Hey, it's, it's good to see you. It's good to good to have you back. Um, uh, we've been thinking about what you've been saying, and uh, things have got to be better than the way they are, right? I mean, I mean, we're getting treated like dirt over here. I mean, mud. He's got seven teeth missing. So somebody kicked him in the face just an hour ago." <laughs> and I go, oh, shoot, I wish I could have been here to help. I could have done something about it, I bet. Oh, it's okay. Actually, no, it's not. That's, <laughs> the, that's the whole point of this. <laughs> <laughs> and I I look around at the kobolds and I say, so what, you're thinking you maybe, maybe you might want to try and rise up? Uh, I mean, it sounds, it sounds great. It, oh, theoretical and like, and uh, theological and stuff, but... <sighs> I mean, what can we do? We're just, we're just a bunch of losers down here, you know? All this in Cobalt, of course. Of course. And I go, okay, uh, I'm glad that you're kind of maybe coming around to the idea because uh, I heard that the orcs are going to try and attack the place tomorrow night and I, and they're probably going to kill what? <laughs> They're probably going to kill all of us kobolds if we don't join them. <laughs> go ahead and roll, mm. go ahead and roll a per- persuasion check. I, I don't try to do this very often, but with my argument, is there a chance I could get advantage? With your uh, argument? Yeah. Yeah, you can do that, for sure. Ooh, thank goodness. Okay, because I do not Orcs have good persuasion. Orcs are pretty ferocious. Uh, 16. 16. With this knowledge of the orcs are going to be causing a ruckus in the camp as well, the one kobold, Mud goes, Say what? And then the other ones shift a little bit nervously, and the leader goes, Hey, 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 hey. We got a bunch of rampaging orcs around the camp. We could really do some damage here, don't you think? Yeah, this might be the opportunity that we're looking for here. Yeah, 
that's what I've been thinking. Like, they're going to be causing a big distraction, and I would, you know, I'd really rather be fighting alongside of an orc instead of against an orc, because that sounds like it resulted in me dying. I, I mean, I, I had an orc raid my one of my previous clans before, and uh, it didn't end well. I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that. Oh, goodness. I didn't even realize that you're missing your tail. It was a brutal day, one I don't like to talk about too often. Uh, so I'd rather be supporting an orc than uh, going against him, you know what I mean? And the other ones, uh, they just kind of somberly nod their head, look around, while Mud is trying to dribble a small piece of meat into his mouth through one of the teeth that's missing in his mouth. I look around at all of these kobolds and I say, So, there's going to be a big pillar of light that's going to show up in the upper camp tomorrow around, uh, around dusk. That's how we know it's time to start. Okay, okay. Uh, is it just going to be, like, you and the six of us and the orcs? Because, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll still I'll still go with the orcs. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I think if we, can, if we can manage to get the other kobolds in on this, of course, that would be an optimum sort of situation. Okay. Well, there are about a hundred of us here, so... Oh, shoot. That's a lot more than I realized. Wait, there's a hundred kobolds? Uh, roughly, yeah. He's in a camp of a hundred kobolds. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that number. I was literally expecting just these eight. (laughs) 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 These, like, eight little little guys. Wow. So it was just going to be you. (laughs) Now, I kind of want to take away the hundred and just have it be these eight now. (laughs) Just be like, (laughs) Jared! For my team. Well, like, I just, I, that's what I expected because when they were like, when Fleetpool came up to me earlier, it was like, I don't know if these guys are going to join us. It was like, eh, well, that's too bad. But if it was like a hundred, it's like, no, we have to have them. <laughs> that's a hundred freaking guys. So going back to this call, well, there are about a hundred of us here. I'm sure there's some other people who'd rather be on the side with an orc. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I think, hmm. I'm going to go talk to the orcs, make sure that they know that the kobolds are going to be on their side. Then what we just got to do is make sure that the rest of the kobolds are ready to be on the orcs' side. In hindsight, that probably would have been a useful bit of information for the DM to share at some point that there were a hundred kobolds in this camp, not just... It's okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of information. <laughs> you know what? At this point, this is information that I'm very glad to be having. Yeah, this is a good, this is a good addition to say, yeah, we're on Suddenly, your side. By the way, there's a hundred of us. <laughs> Suddenly, Fleeple's actually feeling very good about what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> this is a major progression. Uh, yeah, so so I, I, I think uh, I'm going to have you talk to the orcs, of course. Yeah. Um, if I don't see you afterwards, um, I'll, keep, I'll, I'll talk to some of the kobolds around here and uh, see if we can get a couple people to a cause. And uh, yeah. I think that sounds like a great idea, my friend. And I walk up to him, and I put both of my claws on his shoulders, and I cast Guidance. Oh. And he goes, oh, man, just got a little cold. But it, but it feels good, right? Yeah, it feels a little good. I feel I feel strangely less uh, weak. Uh, all right, I'm going to go talk to some people. Nice. Scampers away. And I turn to the rest of the kobolds, and I go, all right, everybody. Get ready. It's going to be a big day. And I turn toward Mud, and I go, you just keep doing what you're doing, bud. <laughs> he just, through dribbling his soup through his ga- the gaps in his teeth, just gives you a weak thumbs up. 
I need I need to do something to help this poor soul. Um, so yeah, well I, that's what I'm going to be thinking about while I uh, I know I've like I've got healing spirit, but I feel like that's not going to heal his spirit. I don't know. We will after he gets a victory, he'll have a lot more uh, confidence to back up whatever I'm going to try and do. Uh, but you head over to the orcs, right? Yeah. Okay. As you walk over to the orcs, nobody notices you. And they're just milling about. Uh, mind you, it is fairly early in the morning still. Orcs just sleeping at all hours. There's a variety of shifts that need to be taken. There are orcs on watch, but if they've noticed you, they haven't really paid attention to you necessarily. Hmm. So is, real quick, is that cauldron thing still going on? Yes, that person is still in front of the cauldron, mixing, st- like, has a big stick and is, like, mixing stuff around and is, like, and mixing it a little bit, putting a little liquid in there from a vial, things like that. All right. Uh, I'm going to see if I can find uh, the leader of these orcs, whose name Fleeple definitely does not know. Yes, that is true. So just how do you propose, uh, how are you proposing to do that just so I have an idea of what that might require? Are you asking an orc? Are you wanting to walk into the camp? Um, are you just kind of going shoulder by shoulder and tapping them? And- hmm. So the orc that Lance and I spoke to is probably the only one who would recognize me by my awesome shades. Um, mm-hmm. True. Uh, so that would be ideal if I could find her first. So that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to see if I can locate where she is first and if that doesn't work I'm going to head over to the person stirring the cauldron. Okay, sounds good. Before you even enter the camp and before you're able to roll any sort of a skill check, the orc that was not paying you attention, as soon as you cross a certain threshold the orc snaps to attention, looks at you and just starts growling. (laughs) As uh, it addresses me I look up and I lower my shades in a jaunty manner, and I say, I'm here with the resistance. I, uh, as I'm walking past, I reach into my bag and I flip him a little slice of salami, almost as if it were a coin. (laughs) And I, uh, just head my way over to the big tent. As you walk past him and flip him on, it just lands on his arm. This tiny dot of meat on this massively just muscled arm. The orc just looks down at it, looks back at you. And as you head over to the tent and start to open the flap with your passive perception, you notice the orc picks it up and puts it in his mouth and, and is enjoying it. You enter the tent and you just hear this loud snore and what you assume to be the leader of the orc camp. Oh boy. Uh, oh boy. Um, how to wake up an orc. I'm going to walk out of the tent <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going to head over to the person stirring the cauldron. Okay. You make your way over to the person stirring the cauldron, uh, muttering to themselves. You don't understand it unless you speak orcish. I do not, I'm afraid. And is adding some liquid in there. Looks over to you and looks over to the guard and just kind of staring at you with a confused look in its face. Need any help, friend? No help. Okay, uh, well, here's the thing. I could use a little bit of help. Um, 
I need to I need to speak with the boss lady, uh, but she's asleep, and I think if I try to wake up the boss lady, uh, I would probably die. Wise cobalt. Well, it is a it is a plus three. <laughs> Suit the uh, not not morning person. Uh, why why do you need to wake her? Uh, we're planning a bit of a bit of a coup, a bit of a kerfuffle. We're, we're, we're going to burn the place down, and I got some information for her. Oh. Oh. Oh, I see. Like, starts to get louder, realizes he's getting louder. I see. Brings his finger up to his eye, and awkwardly drags, like, his the bottom part of his eyelid, and, like, brings it down with, like, a, you know what I'm saying, a very awkward gesture that says, I get what you mean, right? Um, and I go, ah, grump shit. Let me guess who um, <laughs> And so, leaves the pot, goes over to the big tent, and you just hear a... <laughs> and uh, this orc comes out, holding his side, with a little bit of blood spurting out of its side. Just... <laughs> and uh, comes over to the cauldron and says, She'd be right here. And as he sits down, I pat him on the arm and drop a cure wounds into him. Uh, as you do that, uh, let me roll something. Okay. Um, as he feels this hot, hot energy entering this side, healing the wound that he just got, you're able to get the spell off, but almost immediately afterwards, he just shoves you out of the way and goes, What you do to me? Oh, it burns! But it burns good, right? <laughs> I look forward to the time you say that where it has no applicable... I st- you stabbed me in the back. It feels good, though, right? He goes, you wizard. Druid. T- tiny, tiny, scaly wizard. I'm, I'm not going to argue semantics with an orc. Uh, I just, <laughs> uh, I reach in and I pull out another slice of salami and I flip it over to him and say, you got friends in high places, bud. Uh, Sutha e- exits the tent. Rapidly, this point goes, <laughs> Tiny one, why you wake me up? And I uh, go walking over there in a very jaunty fashion and once again lower my sunglasses. Yes, yes, I know who you are. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> one who casts flame from his hands. Yeah, the rest of the kobolds, they're going to help us burn this place to the ground. Pauses at that for a second. Looks over to all the kobolds sitting over there in their tents. Whispers, like, leans down to you. All kobolds work with orcs. That's the promise that they gave me? Tomorrow will be a great day. We will have a big battle. You tell your leader we're more than ready. And I give a deep bow with a bit of a flourish. And as I start to head out of the camp, I toss Sutha a slice of salami. Uh, Sutha has already turned away, um, and so it lands right on her back <laughs> as she enters into the tent. Um, who knows if she even felt it. Uh, anything else you'd like to accomplish, Fleeple? I'm going to uh, look at the orc camp and smile, look over at the kobold camp and smile. Is there any chance I can track the progress of my friend from up here? Maybe get a sense of how things are going. Uh, you can mill about the uh, Cobalt Camp and uh, get a good idea with a perception check. All right. Perception with guidance. That's a 15. 
All right. You see that your friend has made his way to a few of the kobolds that are still awake, and it appears that he's talking to three at once, and uh, they seem to be leaning into him. One of them has like, got his hands back. Um... And uh, the other, but the the other two are eagerly like looking at him and uh, shaking their heads up and down. It appears that there's at least a discussion occurring about it, and it seems to be going in, in a positive direction at the very least. All right. Hmm. I don't necessarily want to role play it out because we've already spent a lot of time here. But is there anything reasonably that I could do to assist with this effort currently? Uh, you could probably go over and uh, understand with the knowledge that the orcs being surprised you could do magic. Imagine what a kobold would have. And you know that kobolds casting magic are pretty rare amongst your tribe. So you could probably go and assist him and have a show of power to uh, show that it won't just be them, that they'll be aided from on high. Um, and with so, that'll probably tilt the conversations in your favor. Doing so, and for how long you do so... It just would depend on how much, how many hours of sleep are you willing to forego? Yeah, because I definitely possibly need getting that into exhaustion. Rest. Yeah, um, especially if you wanted to get uh, that that different spell. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, I'll hang around for as long as I can and still be able to get a full long rest. But then I'll head my way back up to where Mal and Lance are. Okay, so I'll roll to see just with the limited time that you had to see how many you were able to discuss and talk to. Okay. Um, so I got that marked down on how many in that limited time frame that you were able to assist and maybe come sway over to your side there. But if nothing else, we'll call it a night there. How long has Philippe been gone? Um, he's been gone for about an hour, but at the end of the hour, as you, if you chose to stay up and awake, no, no, I was, I had fallen asleep. Okay. Sounds good. So everybody, Gets a full rest, full hit points if you were below hit points. Get your spell slots back, and you get half your hit dice up to half your level, which should be one hit dice for all of you. But Mal, as you are waking up, you are haunted by the situation that had occurred the previous day. Your dreams turn from being blissful and ignorant to then being interrupted by the sight of Ovac. The sight of Ovac chilling you to the, her, the bone with her just maniacal and just terrible laugh welcoming this pain relishing it almost and you just having to put her down time and time again and every single time you put her down she gets back up you put her down again and she gets back up and every single time she gets more bloody she gets more disfigured to the point where you keep doing it over and over and you feel yourself start to get more horrified as you keep going forward but then there reaches a point where you get less horrified and as you keep hacking at her punching her beating her it's not ovac laughing anymore it's you laughing and it's you that is getting disfigured and your laugh is rising bigger louder higher maniacal to the point where you match what Ovac was giving you in the actual battle of the day. And you're thrust awake as the laughter turns away from your own and it turns to a familiar laugh. One that's deep, resonant, all-encompassing, and that jars you away out of sleep. But the sun is up. You're gone from that. Whether or not you carry that with you, only time might tell. 
But regardless, you still get a full night's rest, as does everybody else. For Lance, because he sleeps less being an elf, as soon as he kind of like wakes up, I would assume before most everybody else, he like looks over immediately to see if Fleeple's spot is not occupied still, and kind of sees Fleeple there, <sighs> breathes like a sigh, and then just kind of like sits up, and we'll just wait for everybody to wake up. Okay. Mechanically, Jacob, just so I have an idea, are you altering anything for the day? Oh, uh, no. I'm going to keep proficiency and deception. Sounds good. Well, the, di- the camp is bustling. The night shift is going to sleep. The morning shift is rising. There is a bustle of activity about. The day is yours. What would you like to do with your day? Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna say, I'm going to go, Jank! And I pop up. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Jank, come over here for a second. I need you. I'm going to, like, walk over to the side, like, kind of, like, behind some of the main tents of the area. Just an off-to-the-side location. With Fleeple in tow, I imagine, you find yourself relatively alone, or at least out of earshot of others. So, yeah, I want to find, like, a secluded spot where no prying eyes would see us, I guess. Not, like, totally, like, cave-like, but a way enough that no one's going to be coming around this area for most of it. Simple enough. Uh, Having found the cave already... You were able to pick up on similar terrain, bushes, maybe some fallen boulders from the cliff above um, to where you were able to go behind. Are you hoping to stealth behind them or to make sure nobody sees you going in that no, direction? No, no, I don't, I don't care if anyone sees okay. me going. Sounds good. Um, when we get there, I'll turn around, look at Fleeple down below me, breathe a sigh, and I'm going to get down on my knees to be eye level with Fleeple. I'm going to say... I was rude last night, and um, that came from, that was more criticism of myself than you. I'm sorry about that. You're right, I, I don't trust people very well. For a long time, I trusted everybody, and that led to some very unfortunate things. I trust you, Fleeple, and I hope, I hope you can trust me again. Fleeple's not entirely sure how to respond with words, so he just wraps his arms around Lance's neck. I'll just kind of pat Fleeple on the back. Are we good? I think so. Where were you last night? Uh, I was talking to the kobolds, and they're into it, man. Holy crap. That's amazing. Yeah. We got like a hundred kobolds on our side. What? I didn't even know there were a hundred kobolds in this camp. (laughs) That's that's insane. I thought there were like eight. I only like paid attention to like eight of them. I I mean, I will admit there was I was just so enthralled with my new friend Mud that I didn't really notice many of the other kobolds even in that little group there. That's crazy. But uh yeah, the kobolds are ready to help along with us and the orcs are really happy that the kobolds are helping along Wait, with us. Wait, how are all the orcs happy about that? Oh, I went and talked to Sutha last night. Holy crap. <laughs> what were you <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Um, Want to know the secret? To talking to orcs? <laughs> and I reach into my bag and I pull out a salami. <laughs> Food is always a good motivator. All right. Now, while this conversation is going on, go and roll me a perception check. Great. Oh, it's really early in the morning. Five. Okay. Just glancing around, you check. Leosin is still tied up. Doesn't seem he was attended very well throughout the night. 
People that were watching around the main tent, they're being relieved with similar guards. And just looks like it's every every day. Every day seems to be occurring in the camp here. With that in mind, Fleeple, Lance, uh, I assume you join back with Mal and continue forward with your day. So, but Mal, you were saying something? Fleeple, Lance, can we talk real fast about how to get the people out of here? That I feel like maybe taking out that tower at the front might be a good idea even just like setting fire to it might be okay i just i'm worried that that's going to be an issue trying to get the prisoners out my friend leo sent over there said we might try and climb up the back wall thomas will you describe that back wall to us again yeah so the back wall in daylight and now that you're actually fairly close up to it you find that it's actually it sounds dumb to say it but it's a very rocky wall but the reason why it's important that it's rocky is because there do seem to be a good amount of tiny ledges that kind of work their way up. Go ahead and roll a perception check, actually. And Fleeple, you're welcome to do this as well. Nice. I'll do that with guidance. I got a 13. I got a 14. 14. Okay, between the both of you, you can see that although they're, it's very tall, I mean, it's 150 feet tall, um, which is... No small feat in climbing, necessarily, but the surface appears to be rocky enough and grooved enough to where even the most novice of climbers would probably be able to make their way up all the way to the top, as long as they had the stamina and energy, but it's definitely not an experts-only wall, if you will. Here is an idea. Just to make it as potentially easy for the prisoners as possible, if we can get ourselves 150 feet of rope, I turn myself into a monkey... I shimmy my way on up there, tie a rope at the top, and then you and the rest of the prisoners would be able to climb the rope. I think that's a great idea. Uh, I was looking up at this wall and I was trying to figure out how to get a rope up there. That's a really great idea. How do you think that? Um, how do you think that we could get 150 feet of rope? Well, I should have 50 feet in my explorer's pack. I should have some rope. I have um, I have to check my pack, but I should have some. I'm sure, I'm sure we can get some rope around here. So should we make a, a rope and we'll just hide it here so that when we're ready to go, we'll just shimmy on up and tie it off? I think that sounds like a good plan. Do you have an explorer's pack, Jacob? I do not. I have a burglar's pack, which does have 50 feet of rope, of hemp, hemp and rope. And I also have a monster hunter's pack. Oh, very but good. But I'm not sure. I would assume that also has rope, but I have to check. Sounds like rope is in abundance. I got two backpacks, y'all. Mal will spend probably the next several hours. I don't know how long it will take to find us kind of as much rope as she can. If it's 150 feet, just some extra rope on top of that and knot it every like 10 feet just to have some handholds and make this ah, into a rope okay. that can be easily used to climb. I do not have... I only had 50 feet. I don't have... Well, I'm. we were just talking about we're in camp. I'm sure that there's some way to get... Yes, yes. I was just I was just clarifying for Thomas. So, wanting to knot it, that will take a few hours. With your recent interaction with the requisition officer... Actually, go ahead and roll me a uh, persuasion check now. Great. I got some of that. Or intimidation. Either or. That's much better. 15. 15. As the requisition officer goes... Well, I do not think that I need to give you the everything that you ask for. But, and uh, as 
you uh, start to loom over them and really get quite close to him. He goes, uh, but, 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 but I suppose I could give you a little bit of a rope if you'd like, and um, I would just need it back within a few days. Sure. Fine. Up with you. And I'll take however much rope he's able to give me. And so, yeah, over the next several hours, like where we were bedding down on the sleeping bag, but also trying to keep a very low profile just in case somebody comes looking for me. I think it would be advisable to do it in the cave just so that we're not out in the open making a huge Great. piece of rope. Let's do that. I'll go hide in the cave. That way it's even harder for somebody who may want to be looking for me to find me. Great. Now I'll go and roll a stealth check. Really good at these. That's a 10. But she's in the cave. <laughs> All right. Fleeple. Lance. Okay. Um, I think... I don't know what to do. What do you think we should do, Fleeple? Jank. Jank. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, at some point, I need to go and talk to the monk again. Um, I might check with the kobolds and see how... Uh, See how morale is going over there. Do you think I should check with um, Kava just to see, I don't know, where she's at? Maybe, like, try and drop some hints about not what's actually going to happen, but maybe divert attention a little bit? Yeah, it might be. Uh, so if we try and just act like everything's normal, nothing's happening, then they're probably going to expect you to, I don't know, schmooze, try and elevate yourself. So maybe you do a little bit of that. Just... Make yourself seem natural, make yourself seem normal, like you're still trying to be part of this, and uh, hopefully divert their attention a little bit. Okay, I will go talk to Kava. All right. And Jank, are you following in... you following behind? Sure. Okay. So, as both of you head over to Kava's tent, no guard, again, but as you clap, knock, whatever you do, she goes, Yes, who is it? Just here to give you an update. I'm sorry, who is this? Sorry, I would have walked in. Oh, you just would have walked right in? Okay, I would have, sounds good. I would have been like, kind of like a attention, someone's coming, like a, <clears throat> and then walked in. Oh, okay. As you enter, Fleeple following in tow, she goes, yes, I'll be right with, oh, seems my new friend has come to visit me again. <laughs> And uh, with that, she takes some of the papers she was working on, and she opens a drawer and places them in the drawer and shuts them. She goes, yes, how can I be of... Looks down at you, uh, Fleeple. Remove your slave, or I will dispose of him myself. Ned, were you saying that you wanted Fleeple to be going to the monk while I'm doing this? Was that what you said? Uh, or? So initially, my plan was to follow along with you. People kind of expect to see me near you. It's kind of the idea that I was going with. But if she wants me to leave, then I'm ready to go and talk to the monk. Okay, I just didn't know if you had told me, like, while you're talking to her, I thought that's what you were saying, like, while you're schmoozing her, I'll go and do my thing. I didn't know if that's what you said or not, so that's why I was asking for clarification. No worries. Remove your slave, or I will dispose of them. Jank. I'll head nod to the door. And I just bow down very low, like hands prostrate against the ground, and without lifting myself, just backpedal out of the tent. As soon as you leave the tent, she kind of uh, tilts her head back and is massaging her nose, like the bridge of her nose, and she goes, they weren't so useful for the numbers they provide. Ugh. Well, hello. Hello. Um, 
And she looks at you expectantly, like, well... I've just been here for 24 hours, but I can already tell there's a lot of people wanting power here and doing anything to get it. That is the nature of um, our organization, if you will. We, uh, we definitely reward ambition, which is why you are allowed the task you've been assigned. Well, with my associate, uh, Jenk, and myself, we've come across some very interesting pieces of information. Can't put it all together yet, but someone is definitely trying to make a power move. Mm-hmm. Have you been able to ascertain who it is? No. I've gotten clues. I mean, I could narrow it down, but I I don't have enough to, to pinpoint an accusation yet. I know that someone has been stirring around the lower camps. Uh, not... Sh- really? Not human. Not super high up, I could tell, but they were of a... I could ascertain that, that this person was some kind of user of magic, if you will. Very. And how were you able to ascertain that? Just with testimony of their abilities in trying to get some of the lower camps stirred up against current leadership. And none of them were able to provide a description? No name? Um, no name. Again, this is someone who probably doesn't want their name coming around very much. Just that magic user, not a human race, more... Again, as you know, kobolds can be hesitant, flimsy, easy to switch sides. <laughs> worthless is more like it. Well, they do have uses for everyone thinks they're worthless, and so their ears can be everywhere. Mm, yes, I suppose there's some wisdom to that if you can stomach their presence. Okay, I, I, could, I am led to believe that it is of a, a race of person who is not avid in the camp. So I would eliminate human, I would eliminate elf, something else. Go and roll a deception check. That's not good. Ten. Okay. She looks to you sort of like her fingertips touching each other in front of her, like she's uh, thoughtful. And she goes, well, that could be any number of people. (laughs) Most of us, in some way or another, have some sort of magic in us, don't we? But if you're really not sure, then what do you have really? Rumors? Something to chase after? Yes. And I will continue looking. I just thought you would appreciate an update. Well, an update, yes. But something a little bit more substantial, darling. Come back to me when you have perhaps a name or somebody that we can actively look at. Maybe investigate. I mean, they did call them the Devil's Tongue. I see. Well, you get a description and I might be able to do something with it. I will be back by nightfall. Ah, well, that'll be all. Thank you. But Oh, by the way, um, something else. Very, very brief. I apologize for wasting your time. Um, yes? Is there any way out of this camp besides the front entrance? Because I was led to believe other means are available. <laughs> Darling, if you're already looking for a way out, I'm afraid you're a little too no, deep into... No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying that is some of the rumblings I'm hearing. That there are other ways to get in and out. <laughs> Only one way in, one way out. I mean, unless you care to scale the very wall here. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be that foolish? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> evil laugh, evil laugh. Okay. All right. 
Thank you. I'll be back by nightfall with more information. Yes, well, well, I'll see you then, I suppose. And she just, as you're walking out, she brings that those same papers out of the drawer, puts them in front of her, and continues forward. Uh, while this is happening, Fleeple. Yeah, I'm talking to my buddy Leo. Okay, roll me a stealth check. Or stealth or performance, whichever you prefer. Oh boy, yeah, stealth is definitely going to treat me better in this situation. <laughs> what? You're not a skilled performer? Oh, uh, I, I don't have incredibly high charisma. When when did this happen? <laughs> okay, okay, nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. You feel you feel pretty secure that nobody noticed you. What would you like to do? I uh, go over there and I kind of slap about at his legs as if I'm being abusive and hateful towards him. And as I'm doing that, I'm like, what did you wish to speak of? I just wish to touch base before everything went down. If, if there have been any, any developments, is the guard tower being taken care of? The rest of the kobolds are in on it. They're going to be helping with the distraction. Really? Yeah. Fascinating. A hundred kobolds. Who would have thought? <laughs> no. I didn't even know there were that many in the cap, to be honest. So my friend, uh, my half-walk friend is putting together a long rope. I am going to, when we're ready to get out of here, I'm going to climb that rope up to the top of the wall, the top of the rock wall, tie it off up there. And I mean, look at this. Any novice could climb this wall, but we get the rope on there. We're good to go. Excellent. Seems we have options, at the very least. I cannot leave without... I cannot leave until I achieve my goal, though. I must get some more information. Well, I got good news for you, then. I was just in Kava's tent, and I saw her put some papers into that desk. Really? Excellent. If we can get that information, we should be fine to leave. Excellent. Uh, you best go away. I'll look for your signal. Uh, wh what is your signal again? Giant shaft of light coming down from the sky. Odd. Okay. Very good. Um, I'll wait for your help. Uh, now go. <laughs> and, uh, and you whistle away. Yep. Great. Uh, what is? What would you all like to... Mal, you've got a few hours planned out. Fleeple, Lance, what have you got for the rest of the day planned out? Or is it just wait until nightfall? Well, I mean, Mal didn't really want to talk to the prisoners. She thought that it was more motivation to go right when the time hit. So, and I don't really have anything really to do let's go back to the cave and talk all together sounds good all right um i talked to kava uh, i mean i tried to seed some doubt that someone was trying to plant seeds of insurrection in the lower camps i tried to drop hints that it might have been like i said the magic user devil's tongue i was trying to get her to go for the tiefling but she wasn't going for it just to try and sow some doubt there try and get a favor so she's not thinking of us or things like that that's all I got. I don't know if we necessarily need me to go. I told her I'd be back by nightfall. I don't know if we should try anything else with her, or if we should just let that strand go and let the attack happen. Oh, we'll be back by nightfall. <laughs> okay, calm down. Calm down. Calm down, Fleeple. All right. Uh... Um, so I guess we just... I don't have... I, don't, I can't think of anything else to do except for... Wait. Hmm. I think I'll take one final pass around the kobold camp, just to make sure everything is hunky-dory. But after that, I'm ready to just wait until the moment. While Fleeple's doing that, I'm going to try and see if I can get 
just by talking to people, an accurate count of how many prisoners there are, just to know how many people we're going to have to haul up this wall. Okay. So while you're doing that over a few hours, we'll say, after this conversation, we'll have you roll for that. But is that really the only thing you'd like to do before the nightfall occurs? I mean, yeah. Unless, yeah. Okay. That's really it. And Fleebly, you're making another pass around the camp. Mal, you're just finishing up the tying up the rope, correct? Yeah. Great. All right. So, Lance, roll me an investigation check. You can either ro- roll a perception check or a charisma-based investigation check. What? A charisma-based investigation check. Yeah, so let, let me preface that. Are you proficient in investigation? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. So you can, instead of your intelligence, I believe, is uh, you can add your charisma, or you can just do a general perception check. Does that make any sense? Yes. It's just unfortunate. Because <laughs> you took... <laughs> that's my highest ability, and you're like... Let's give it your lowest attribute. <laughs> well, the investigation would be talking to other people yeah, yeah, and yeah, getting yeah. an idea of what they're doing. Yes, so. like, no, uh, I under- you can just do a general perception. <laughs> no, I totally understand like. the reasoning. It was just like, ah. <laughs> then I will do investigation. So I'm adding my proficiency and then doubling it. Okay, so that's four. Minus one. Sorry, I'm just trying to do the math for this. Eleven. A lot of people that you get in touch with they actually don't know how many prisoners are and the numbers range anywhere from like oh yeah we have like 20 going about i mean how do you expect everybody to clean our chamber pots to uh oh i think most of them died so i think we only have like three of them or something even though you know you saw more than three but there seems to be a pretty good number hovering around any between the range of like eight to fifteen okay but you're unable to gauge an exact number. Cool. Good to know. Fleeple, you're going around just doing a general perception, or are you assisting in any way, or you're just kind of gauging the, the emotion of the area? First, I want to go find my friend whose name I don't have. I'm assuming his name is like Dirt or something. Maybe it is. Maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll go find my bro Dirt and okay. see if I can uh, get a report from him about how things are going. Sounds good. So you go find them. Easy enough. Kobolds don't really have a lot to do during the day, so they're either sleeping, eating, fighting, you know, things like that. And uh, you go find your buddy, who you are naming Dirt, and uh, you just get an idea, and he goes, Hey, uh, you, you you helping out last night uh, really helped a few people, uh, um, you know, get ready. I've, I haven't been able to talk to the whole camp, but uh, it seems that uh, most of the people I've talked to, they at least seem open to the idea. But uh, some of them want to see action before they uh, before they commit to anything, you know. <laughs> they want to uh, be have the rug swept under, under, under from, from underneath them, you know. Gotcha. Uh, that makes sense. So uh, yeah, I think if we can make a big enough ruckus, kind of a big enough stink, a big enough noise, as soon as that uh, big old beam of light appears, hopefully that'll be enough to uh, push them over the edge. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, I'll keep talking to them, and uh, we'll be looking for that beam of light. It will be a small one or a big one, or a- uh, well, the uh, let me let me just check my brain real quick here. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty big, I think. It's like ten feet. Yeah, it'll be diameter. it'll be about uh, yeah, it'll be a five foot radius, forty foot high cylinder of light. Oh wow! Okay, uh, oddly specific. Okay, uh, we'll be we'll do our best. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Well, let's fast forward to the evening then. A couple things to note. 
Not a lot of bustle in the camp leading up to the evening. The sun is starting to set, and all of you, for the most part, are milling about one another, right? And kind of in that same area near Kava's tent, I imagine. Um, if you'd rather walk around, that's okay as well. But the goal is to go at nightfall, I imagine, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. So, as the sun is setting, dinner has been served. It's becoming uh, not quite dusk, but it's going to be there fairly soon. Mal. A familiar figure walks up to you. Balam, with a new figure, not Ovak, a male halfling, walks up behind them and uh, goes, Ah, Mara, I was uh, wondering where you were. You didn't come to the camp last night. We haven't seen you all day. Um, if I could have a word with you, and actually, and looks towards you, Lance, you as well. If you could both follow me, we'd like to bestow something on you. Okay. Very good. Alright, come with me. And starts walking towards the upper part of the camp, which you already are in for the most part, but uh, doesn't walk too far, but actually walks towards the main tent. The ma- the one with all the drake people? Yep, with all the drakes and the guards standing about. And as uh, Balam walks up, a guard immediately comes to attention, has the weapon out, and is looking at Balam. And uh, Balam, just out of earshot, whispers something to the guard. The guard just gives a curt nod, she's the sword back in, and opens the tent flap. And Balam goes, Well, don't dawdle. Come with me. Follow Balam in. I'll just, like, look back toward Fleeple in the main camp, like, um... Shrug my shoulders. Finger guns. <laughs> Shaking of the head and I'll walk in. <laughs> okay. As you walk in, the, ta- the tent flap closes behind you. Salam walks in, makes himself very comfortable. The halfling close by his side. This is a fairly large tent. There's about 30 by 30 feet interior here. While Kava's had some very intense ornamentation and was very nice and very detailed and you could tell had just had a rich feeling to it. This tent, although it has a well-maintained feeling, is more utilitarian, more of a function over beauty type of a use to it. Some things to note is there is a sort of lounge area to where there are some chairs to maybe entertain if needed. There are extravagant rugs on the bottom, all of them depicting some form of draconic imagery. Some of them even have dragon, like draconic runes on it. One, uh, a dragon is in a majestic flight over the mountains. But the big area, there's a small area in the back that seems to be uh, sealed off with a sort of curtain, but um, is slightly open. The main feature is the writing desk smack dab in the middle with a woman sitting at it writing uh, on a piece of parchment. This woman is a human, and she has a brown brown and hair with a pixie cut, and she is just wearing these purple clothing, which is almost ceremonial, but uh, not quite fully there, if that makes any sense. And this woman, she is writing something, just a quick note to herself or a letter, doesn't, you don't, can't really gauge it, take it all in. You see Ildrex there as well, standing... Not too far off, but... Ildrex, he's the the leader. Yeah, Ildrex, he's the perimeter guy. Okay. Yeah, he's the one that uh, was 
basically spared your life and brought you to the camp as well, right? And as you wait there uncomfortably for a few moments, the woman, she stops writing, and she looks up and she goes, All right, Balam, it appears that you have brought the two new recruits that you had spoken to me about, and this is everybody you have requested, so please tell me. Why are we here? And Balam goes, Mondath, I have brought these two new recruits here, and Ildrix, to report on something very grievous. It appears that our camp has been infiltrated by these two new recruits, as they called themselves, who are actually spies in disguise. And that is where we'll end this week's episode of ICAST Fireball. Man, good plan. Good plan we had, guys. Good <laughs> a lot of foreshadowing in all of those intros and outros. So, interesting stuff going on here. And I just need to make sure that it's known. Fleeple is outside just chewing on some salami. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens on the next episode of iCast Fireball here. Thanks, everybody, for listening, for taking that time to carve out of your day or just uh, listen to us while you're at work, working out, whatever you do when you listen to podcasts. We really just appreciate the time that you take to giving us a chance and really um, allowing this story to unfold. And if you really like what we're doing, please give us a five-star review. That helps us out not only to uh, let us know that you like what we're doing and to keep doing it, but to let other people know that this is a podcast worth their time, worth their uh, listening ears, if that, if you will. We have an email if you'd like to get in touch with us, iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Let us know what you're doing. What do you like about the show? Bring it back. Who do you want to see in a battle royale? Uh, maybe in a special one-shot. Maybe it's a three-way battle royale. Only you can decide. Now, as always, to get the most recent up-to-date content from all of us here, follow us on Instagram and Twitter with the handle iCastFireball20. You can get possible sneak peeks, like the map that we just recently released about the cultist camp, and behind-the-scenes shots of us making this incredibly fun world. Speaking of Instagram, we want to give a quick shout-out to Tank and Frank. He says he's been loving the show so far. He binged up to episode 12 in two days, and he says he can't get enough. He says the characters are spot on with a nice balance of funny and seriousness and he can't wait to see what the future holds for iCast Fireball and Tank and Frank, neither can we. We're excited that you're on this journey with us and we hope to hear from you again. Now transition time, Tank and Frank found us by binging our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where our resident kobold, Ned, takes a turn as a GM and runs through many one-month adventures using the Bait Accelerated Tabletop System. Now, it's a lot of fun, it's wacky, it's improv-based, and there's a lot of good content there. So if you haven't given them a chance, go give them a chance, give them a five-star review, and love it with all your heart. Lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with all your friends and fellow wacky adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Let's keep that fire going, and we'll see you all next time.